0: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This
1: is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network.
0: Produced with podcasting gear from TASCAM, including the TASCAM Mini Studio. Trust your audio to TASCAM Sound Thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation.
1: Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention.
0: Meanwhile, at the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair. Sergeant, we need a response
1: team. We're already putting together the best move. Huh? With
0: all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical
1: mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb.
0: Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel, with Mike, Kylan, and Eric.
1: What a bunch of losers. I am crew.
0: That I did know.
1: These people may be isolated and unbalanced even,
0: but I believe with the right push, you can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready.
1: And welcome to another episode. Issue. Issue. Been a crazy week. Yeah. Um, welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio slash duo, Eric and Mike. Um, Kylan is otherwise indisposed at the moment. I think something about Latin Natasha again.
0: I'm telling you, if he crashes that hellabus one more time.
1: Um, <sighs> he's he's gonna get a beating not from us from someone else no there you
0: go
1: um we try to record
0: this (laughs) Um, when he says it's been a week he's not lying
1: confession pulling back that curtain breaking the the fourth wall usually we record on thursdays this is saturday night yep the show you heard on sorcerer radio was last week's episode with Maddie.
0: That's okay. That was an episode that was, excuse me, issue.
1: It was an issue, was an was issue
0: worth re-listening to.
1: Yes. Toys is always good. Yeah.
0: Um, the,
1: we'll just say it. We started, we got through the whole business section. Yeah. Which, hey, check out the homepage. On the right-hand side is our affiliates, our partners at Heroes and Villains. They got D&D shirts up now. They got Mandalorian, The Child shirts which one of them is like a wanted poster which is really cool uh other cool stuff uh Hellfire club um or marvel which there's a couple i, I kind of like that hellfire t-shirt yeah uh, my only problem with it is it's black <laughs> and i yeah. wear black all the time at work so well, there you go i'm trying to stay away from that if necessary
0: um it it helps you blend into the background True. But yeah, we got a pretty good ways into the show Thursday night. And um, oh, don't forget our Web store.
1: Oh, yeah. Where you get our word balloon hats now. I'm proud of those. Those look great.
0: So you were saying I was saying um, we actually did get a good ways into recording the show. Thursday night, like a good chunk of, one thing, a good chunk of the first story. Yeah, a good chunk of the first story. When when Mike just you, we we could see each other because we we record this through Skype. So this is kind of like a video conversation. And you could just it's it's almost when you let air out of a balloon. A mic balloon and it just deflates and he just looks at us and says guys i forgot to hit record
1: i went to go check to see where we were time wise because the record program there's no record program that i have ever used that if you minimize the window while recording it pulls up your your counter your time code window i need to ask personas about that for studio one can we get a second window that is nothing but time code so i can have it when doing other things
0: so and, because, and also, if y'all remember on Thursday, what all was going on, you know, things were getting canceled or postponed or whatever, left, right and center. And one of those announcements was Walt Disney World was shutting down due to the the boogeyman coronavirus and so and that was his big thing I had things going on where I work you know similar things and we were all just kind of like dude let's just call this because we need time to unpack our day yeah and basically wrap our heads around all this and basically just we need an extra day or two to chill and, and then come back to it when. Our brains are not punch struck one too many hits with the snake and all that. And so Mike sent a text out and said, you know, hey, do you do you guys want to try to redo the show on Saturday, which is what we're doing now? Uh, Kylan could not do it. So it's just you and me, Mike, like uh, like the old days.
1: Yeah. Which can you believe uh, for this week? Wookie Radio hit 150. Booyah. We are whoop hitting whoop. 284. Or I believe with the show tonight,
0: which means I've been part of this show for 230 something. Yeah.
1: And then Weeby geeks just hit 339.
0: And I do believe that at one time I saw where this the stat where the average podcast on iTunes or wherever the average podcast lasted for 24 half hour episodes. Yeah, that's average.
1: So, um, but the, the typical standard is most shows don't last past seven. Well, there you go. Um, I don't think we're going to make it. Oh, wait, never mind. Well, we're, we're way past yeah, it. I
0: was about to say, yeah. Now, now, if you want to add a couple of zeros onto that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Mighty Marvel Geeks, issue 700. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, yeah. no, it's going to be like, we're going to be like old Steve at that point. It's kind of like, hey, welcome in intrepid trio. We've got our walkers in our chair. I,
1: I will turn into Jewish grandpa. We're closed. The lair's closed. Your agents, darn kids, get off my virtual lawn. <laughs> um. So, needless <laughs> to say, this particular episode, I've already got the name for it. It's held on count of cr- held on the account of chrono chrono
0: or the lost coronavirus issue. Got it, the, or something like that.
1: On on held on the account of Corona. There we go. Why I couldn't you know, say Corona, I don't know.
0: Because you don't have a lime wedge with you
1: the lime in the coconut
0: <laughs> 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 okay we you know, proof positive that we were tangenting long before kylan joined the show oh yeah we tangented hard long before yeah so um, let's untank stay on target for a minute stay on target i
1: thought i had that drop somewhere for wookie radio yeah. i gotta find it now because that can be played here because marvel does have the star wars license so um here's the thing on Thursday, Mulan or Mulan, Milan announced that the Walt Disney Company has been canceled or <laughs> postponed. Ugh, still there. Uh, earlier on Thursday, the Walt Disney Company announced that they were they were delaying three major theatrical releases: New Mutants, Mulan, and antlers antlers is a searchlight picture but it used to be fox searchlights searchlight but disney has dropped the word fox from all of the fox properties that it bought okay for production company so 20th century fox okay. is now 20th century studios it's now searchlight pictures um i don't know if fx fxx fxm are going to be changing could be dx dxx dxm <laughs> works but um the reason why they were concerned about Uh, coronavirus. Um, and how the outbreak, how a potential outbreak or the outbreak will have on global box office. Uh, Disney had already been playing it pretty conservative in China, with Milan having been delayed there first, in spite of the fact that it was a U.S.-China co-production. Uh, with almost no major motion pictures opening up theatrically in the next month, it seems that eventually someone's going to break and just release a significant film digitally to see what happens. Well, according to ComicBook.com, it is in their opinion it should be the new mutants uh this is a film that has been troubled and has undergone cancellations and scheduling and reshoots and and additional adr and everything else and with the movie industry in such a unprecedented place right now Okay, it's not just the movie industry with the world in such an unprecedented place that hasn't been there in one hundred and two years. Because what the last time there was a world pandemic was 1918
0: Uh, Spanish flu. I believe that was. Yeah. I mean, now we we've had things like SARS, avian flu, Ebola, Hmm. that sort of funny how those all happen every election year. (laughs) Well. Um, <laughs> nice coincidence. <laughs> well, regardless, regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had them. I think this has just taken everybody aback uh, because you know it just it spreads so fast, and in this day and age, you know, it's kind of easy to spread, right? And. I, <sighs> Yes, some of this, st- some of this is overreacting. Like, you know, Mike's, uh, Mike's daughter's school has been canceled for what two weeks, I think, and and my yep. son's school has been canceled for two weeks, and and the uh, the university where I work has gone to online and only instruction for two and a half, three weeks. Some of this, yes, you have to, uh, you almost have to overreact to a degree. Because, I mean, you get several hundred or several thousand students back in off spring break. It doesn't really take but about one, maybe even two. And boom, you're shut down anyway. And you leave yourself open to law school lawsuits, not law schools, uh, maybe law schools practicing lawsuits. You know, asking, why didn't you do it already? You know, how dare you put these kids at risk? I mean, so and I know some of the people that have to make that call at at my school. I don't envy them that choice. So yeah, you kind of you kind of have to do this to some degree. Um, but I am going to say that hoarding toilet paper, there's a word for that. That word is stupidity. Well,
1: there's a there's a reason why people are hoarding it. Taco Bell announced that they will not be closing during this whole thing, while everyone else is. Oof. So it's not just a run to the border. <laughs>
0: All I'm saying, all I'm saying is is if you go through 72 toilet paper rolls in a 2-week period, you got bigger problems than COVID-19. <laughs>
1: now down a roll I was about to say paper.
0: somebody somebody needed to jiggle the handle there uh, I'm down a roll
1: now uh, well <laughs> <laughs> anyway to continue on um while this former fox film has been repeatedly cursed would you say yeah uh, they say delayed uh etc it, it's the assumption's already been there that oh it's gonna end up on Hulu rather than getting a big screen release well at this point in time that's probably not a bad idea
0: You know, it probably isn't Uh, mainly at some point. You've just got to what's the word I'm looking for. Bite the bullet. Fix or cut.
1: Okay, that works, too. Um, So the. Now, there have been several times over the last year that fans legitimately do not believe New Mutants would ever see the light of day. Oh, no, because they're stuck in that hospital, state-run hospital. Oh, wait, the film. Never mind.
0: Yeah, I I will say this. So far, they're right.
1: Yeah. Now, with a number of high-profile releases already pushing their dates back, uh, the second half of 2020 looks like, uh, well, the restart of a NASCAR race. Crowded. Yeah. are going four wide and in, in the back stretching to turn three.
0: Uh, that's only because they got restrictor plate racing.
1: Um, now, it, w- and it was especially not easy to find a week in 2021 at this point, since that year is already crowded before F9 the latest Fast and Furious movie pushed its date 11 months out to 2021 um the other option is new mutants could be uh, straight to video on demand and according to the showrunner Kevin Bagel said Tuesday uh for new War- uh, new War- new warriors showrunner the f- why he's saying anything when his show can't even make it to disney plus which i think is a shame um the first new release film that decides to go straight to video on demand is going to make a billion dollars this country is stressed out and worried and all we want is to curl up in our homes plunk down our hard-earned money and watch some i'm gonna paraphrase crap any crap even dumb crap. I'm telling you, studios, please, as silly as it sounds, people are looking for some kind of joy right now. Watch a movie at home, especially one that feels special because it's new, is a joy we'll pay for. I love the theater experience, but right now, shoot, gimme, he has a point.
0: Yeah, he does have a point. I mean, if if your work has been, or you've been told that you got to work from home, or... You're out of school for a couple of weeks. Y- you know, you got to do something. Right. So, um... So why single out New
1: Mutants? Well, first, it was made under the old 20th, 21st century Fox management. Uh, It was effectively paid for during the Disney merger. And Disney seemed relatively uninterested in the movie, seemingly chalking it up as a loss already. That means the expectations for the film are likely lower than, say, Mulan, which has to be a big commercial hit.
0: Um, You hope. You you
1: hope. Um, The other thing is, it seems evident at this point that Disney does not want to build on the new Mutants. It's a Fox franchise full of Marvel characters, and it would have been a small miracle to get a second installment. Basically, the film would have been would have had to be a sleeper blockbuster on the magnitude of Aquaman, which, sorry, wasn't that great. It looked pretty. Yeah. Or Joker, overperforming wildly relative to modest expectations in order to get the attention of Disney brass. Um so whether you send the film to Video On Demand or to Hulu, which Disney controls, does not own yet, as ComicBook.com says, because they are slowly purchasing the rest of it from Comcast over the next four years. Um, it might be either one of those two options may be the ideal way to monetize it. So that's that about New Mutants.
0: You know uh, why not? At this point, you're right. I think it's going to be it's it would be pretty much a flop because it, it the way that what, what was it um, X Men Dark Phoenix it was it was basically a who cares X Men movie right and. Uh, I think there's some issues about. Yes, we have been told that new mutants is going to be MCU, but if you're if you're Marvel Studios, do you really want to do that? What, bring it release the film? I'm saying have it as part of the MCU continuity. I I think so and I say because this, there's
1: go ahead I say this because as we talked about before when we were right but then our right was retracted this would be the ideal way to introduce the concept of mutants into the MC especially since we're getting striker in uh, falcon and winter soldier
0: That's them driving by right now
1: there was to say, Stryker isn't potentially in or as part of the reshoots when Marvel Studios took over the property that they didn't reshoot some Stryker scenes or New Mutants.
0: Well, I mean, okay, <laughs> I'm just or, thinking, or
1: shoot or shoot a couple of Stryker in credit scenes.
0: No, my thought was, and I can't remember if I said it at the time or not, and maybe I had a completely different you know mindset at the time, but I'm just wondering. If you're Marvel Studios, do you really want an entire movie's worth of what was essentially the Fox continuity in the MCU? Is it going to make headaches for you trying to forge the new continuity? I don't think so.
1: Okay. Because I, I because nothing has stated that um... – This was tying into the X-Men franchises. Okay. Not that I remember hearing.
0: Okay. I don't remember it either. I'm just, I'm being, I'm, I'm saying this out of an abundance of cynicism at the moment. I would, so I, would, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, and I would ha- be happy to be wrong. I would say the
1: best thing is let it be part of the new and be a part of the MCU uh, and not be a part of the old X Men franchise. Like I said, pull it into the MCU, and this is how you lead to you know, help tie in striker before Falcon Winter Soldier, even if it's okay. with end credit scenes, and then tease. The name mutants throughout the next couple films past um, Black Widow since it's already done and is in pre is pre Infinity War in game period anyway so mutants wouldn't be a factor for her
0: yeah okay
1: and then well. and then it could lead to what I would think would make a great next Marvel crossover picture like the Avengers or team up picture and you go House of M. Okay, And then that's when we get Magneto. And I would say hide Magneto. Maybe, maybe make reference to, well, there's a guy, red outfit, purple helmet out there. Now, do descriptions of him. Yeah. But don't give us him until House of M. I got you. Well, Boy, that?
0: So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, as we just come to a screeching halt because... Kylan is texting us. Like, are you recording tonight? Are you recording tonight? Well, we we might be. So maybe we, Ki- we maybe Kylan, Kylan may be joining us. Kylan may be joining us. That would be cool if he did. So, but in the meantime, let's talk- let's switch let's 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 switch back to a new subject. Uh, uh, you may remember some time ago. I think this was a. This may have been a pick or unlimited pick in an uh, earlier episode, excuse me, issue. Uh, now I'm doing it. Hey, thanks. The uh, Stan My problems Lee pre- are your problems. Pre- there you go. <laughs> Stan Lee presents the Mighty Marvel Superheroes Cookbook. Uh, this was uh, published back in September of 1977. Uh, it features Spider-Man with a chef's hat on the uh, on the cover. And, of course, he's saying Marvel Us. Well, that was then and this is now. And this story comes from our friends over at Pop Insider, uh, posted by Ben Gorin back in uh, last week, it looks like. Uh, all those muscles, superpowers, and hours spent squeezing into spandex begged the question, what do superheroes eat? Well, Food, if, you're, if you're Deadpool, we know what he eats. Chimichangas. Popacles. Well, but for the rest of them, you no longer have to wonder what a Spider-Man potluck or a Hulk-hosted brunch would entail. Because the answers can finally be yours with the Marvel Eat the Universe, the official cookbook. Celebrity chef and Food Network star season eight winner Justin Warner brings his digital series of the same name to cooks and collectors shelves in a beautifully designed cookbook. And I I do like the cover of this. Yeah, Uh, the the book features dishes spanning all skill levels and is influenced by all sorts of supers, recipes. I love these. The Green Goblin Pumpkin Bombs. I'm guessing that's a Halloween dish. Storms, tornadoes, and I love the picture of these Nova Space Cop Donuts. Uh, are sure to impress, and judging by the book's mouth-watering photography, taste out of this world. Now, the Space Cop Donuts, there is a picture of them. There's a picture of the two-page spread in there. And I love how they had grumpy old man Richard Ryder as the Nova that's pictured. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm muting, Kylan. So when he texts us again, (laughs) you won't hear. Oh, come on. these the donuts they they look like they're like regular donuts, but the secret is the the icing. And it's blue and black icing with white flecks in it, and it looks like you are looking at outer space. It's like an outer space looking icing on these. And they look you really, really... Me for one jelly donut. These aren't jelly donuts, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, well, here we go. It says, uh, yeah, it says edible glitter for decoration. So that's that's the star field that goes into it. Well, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, that is cool. Uh, Let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, Each recipe provides some background on the dish's mighty inspiration. So even casual Marvel fans can walk away with a slice of Marvel Comics rich history. (laughs) Just don't expect it to be as filling as Hulk smash potatoes. Now, the book does not come out officially until until July 28th. But uh, you can pre order the book on Amazon today. So very cool. I am going to have to get this. I know I'm going to have to get this because, well, I like cooking. My son likes cooking. Um, we may have to arm wrestle. We may have to arm wrestle to see who gets to keep the cookbook.
1: This, this would be fun. Um, I got to say former Marvel um, Assistant editor Heather Antos. Yes, just got a new companion. She got a dog. The dog's yeah. name is Dog Tur Chelly Lona Afra, Chelly for short.
0: Well, okay.
1: She had a name the con uh, name the dog Kanta or Post out <laughs> there, and a lot of people kept saying Gwen, like Gwenpool, right, or right. Gwenpub. I Got know, oh, I well. I knew I threw out Afra for sure. Um, so, are you saying you influenced her dog naming decision? I I think so because she influenced one of my favorite uh, favorite characters from the Marvel universe, from the Star okay. Wars Marvel universe. So. Um, speaking of Marvel Universes. How about Avengers Campus?
0: Yeah, that was something that got announced right before all the closures are announced. So yep.
1: Uh, here's everything you need to know about the new land at the Disneyland Resort. Well, first off, everyone in Florida is jealous because we can't have it here. Not saying, but I'm saying uh, the six acre land is anchored or six acre land is anchored by Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout Attraction. Uh, it will be opening on July 18th of 2020. Don't be surprised if it gets pushed back some at this point. Um, And it will feature a second brand new family friendly attraction, a quick service restaurant, brand new food carts for shawarma and treats. Oh, shawarma.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I have yet to find. A good, I, remember I have yet to find a shawarma place here.
0: When the adventures came out. I did some searching around uh, around my locale and I found I found a place that actually served it. So I got up a bunch of people from work and that's where we went on a lunch hour. And it's just kind of like, uh yes, I'm finally eating shawarma and it's actually pretty good. Shawarma
1: with hummus is amazing. I'll well, say there you go. Take the shawarma which is basically it's a way of seasoning the meat. Take uh-huh. the shawarma, jab it with the fork and run it through hummus like a dip. Oh, and then and then follow it up with a piece of flatbread. Oh. Oh. There's a reason why the shawarma in credit scenes the best in credit scene in all Marvel films. I think it's better you're, than the in-credit scene uh, in my of uh, my favorite movie, Captain America: First Adventure that's okay. the one where he wakes up. What year is it? Oh, so no, it's not. I was at that game. What year? What year is it? That wasn't an end credit scene. I thought it was an end credit scene. And uh...
0: no, that's not the end credit scene. That was right before the credits started rolling.
1: Okay, I'm confused.
0: <laughs> because he w- he wakes up in what he wakes up. What looks to be a a hospital room. Right. He's listening to the ball game on the radio. That's when the nurse walks in and he says, "No, I remember. I was at that game. What's going on?" And he starts uh, he starts getting violent. And that's when you realize right, 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 it's a fake hospital room and he runs out pretty much onto Times Square.
1: What was the end credit scene in that one? I'm trying to remember. now. This is Is considering it's my favorite of the films.
0: Um, I want to say uh, I want to say it's him in the gym with Nick Fury. Hang on. The first anyway, as adventure. you're as you're looking
1: that up. um. And, of course, you're going to get heroic encounters with some of your favorite superheroes and more. So while the... While planning out the land, Imagineers behind the project kept coming back to three things they wanted to accomplish. Guests needed to feel a sense of heroism, optimism, and empowerment. Uh, Those three things make up the core of Avengers Campus and everything you can see and do during your time. Here, take it. You found it. You're muted.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I didn't want it to, like, play over. Oh, no. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's the scene with where he's punching the bag in the gym and he punches it so hard he knocks it off the the thing. Okay. And uh, Nick Fury walks in and they talk. Gotcha. Um,
1: so since day one, uh, who's saying this? Bright Strong, executive creative director at Imagineering. Since day one, we've been trying to figure out how do we bring this land to life and not just bring it to life where we get to see your favorite heroes and you get to meet your favorite heroes, but actually you get to become a hero. Uh, that's what Avengers Campus is all about. It's about actually living out your superhero fantasies. This land is the final invitation for all of us to join the Avengers, for all of us to join the team, and all of us actually find the hero within, which is incredibly exciting. Now, my question is... Since it's out there, would that make you a part of the West Coast
0: Avengers? You have waited. <laughs> all will ask that question, have you? I have. A- and I don't think you would be wrong. But, uh, all right, this this sounds very much like a similar concept to Galaxy's Edge. That's what it sounds like. Basically. Yeah, because basically once you enter, you are your own character. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask the question. Uh-huh. If you have superpowers, what would you choose? The ability to stop or to block stupidity. Uh, I don't know that that power level no. fits within MCU. I'm sorry. Um, I have powers. <laughs> Probably
1: Sonic Blast. Sort of like uh, the one character. I hate to say it, like the one villain out of uh, Batman Beyond, where he had the suit and he was able to shoot out like sound waves out of his hand.
0: Um, this- yeah, I'm trying to think. But anyway, that's DC. I don't I don't follow DC like I do Marvel. Um,
1: but I, I liked being an audio engineer. I liked that idea. I guess it'd be similar to Claw. Well, no, Claw's not. a.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. In the comics. Yes, it is. In the comics. He yes. creates, he creates, uh, constructs. Uh, energy constructs and energy blasts out of sound. So yes.
1: Except I wouldn't have that tech. It would be a natural thing. Okay. Almost like nice. Banshee, but not quite. Okay. Um. Okay. What, what about you? Flight. I hate traffic. See, stick with me. If you and I are in the car together, I just clear the traffic for us. <laughs> and then phase cancel any annoying car that's blasting the radio next to us, too.
0: Yeah, but see, if I could fly, I wouldn't need to be in the car. Now, would I? <sighs> uh-huh right.
1: uh, 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 uh. so um, at Avengers Campus, we're all part of a bigger universe. As you said, this kind of gives us the uh, the vibe that you immersion, which I think is the new direction Disney may be going with attractions now, since it has worked I, I so think, well with Galaxy's Edge.
0: I think you're right, and that was something that was something that set Disney apart from other park builders, creators, companies, whatever you want to call it. Uh, from other theme parks, the level of detail that they went to, the level of effort that they went to to immerse you into the story. Right. Like, say, you know, going into the Tower of Terror where you're actually going into this old decrepit hotel and you're going in amongst all the boilers in the basement and, and Pirates of the Caribbean where you're going through the old fort. The, the idea is once you walk in through those gates, you, you are cut off from the real world, the quote unquote real world. You're, you're in a show, yeah. That's you why are you're, in a show.
1: That's why you're on set or off set or on stage or backstage.
0: Exactly, and I think that is something that historically Disney has been able to do better than others, right? Uh, you know, Universal Hogwarts Harry Potter Land, notwithstanding. I mean, they and look, I
1: think that's, they look great, and the theming is similar to pirates to. Uh, what was the other one you mentioned?
0: Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. But, yeah. again, you feel
1: like you're in a show. Yeah. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You don't feel like you're in a show. You feel like you are in the Star Wars universe, and you are living that timeline.
0: Yeah, I... That's what I am saying. It's basically that's historically what they've been able to do best. So dial it up to eleven. Why not? Yep.
1: Now, um, citing Fury's line to Tony Stark, "You become a bigger part of a universe. You just don't know it yet," uh, according to Scott Drake, uh, portfolio executive at Imagineering, as he explained that this is what Imagineers were looking to accomplish with feeling with the feeling of the land. We take the idea into every attraction, every encounter heroic encounter everything that should make you feel like you're a part of something and bigger we see characters that have great powers and use them to do good right we see ourselves and we ask the question what would we do with that power and our hope and, and hope we would just make those same decisions and all those things i don't think the goal was just play but it was really how do we get it into how do we get in get it in the story and And how do we make sure we're not just witnessing superheroes, but we're participating? We are a part of the story. And that's what makes Galaxy's Edge so wonderful, is you are a part of the story. You don't get that with Harry Potter. We're witnessing everything around. Right. And you're you're there. You are not a part of the story there. Not like here. Um, Now, the story of Avengers Campus starts the moment you walk in. As the main entrance gives the appearance of compression and expansion, uh, sort of like Tony's Arc Reactor with lots of lights and metal gates. From there, guests will pass the worldwide... Engineering Brigade, where they may see Spider-Man defying gravity as he flips 60 to 65 feet in the air above the rooftop of the web building. Hint, remember that animatronic stunt dummy that made the Facebook rounds a couple years ago? Uh, That's it. Yep. Uh, Inside the building is a brand new Spider-Man attraction where guests can sling webs like Spider-Man. Further along, there's an ancient Sanctorum where guests will find Doctor Strange practicing mystic arts. Nearby, a gwenjet jet has Landed on top of Avengers Headquarters, which is adjacent to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout.
0: Did you say Quinjet or Gwenjet?
1: Quinjet.
0: Because for a minute there, I thought you said Gwenjet. And I'm thinking, well, that would be pretty cool.
1: That would be cool, too. Uh, Now, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. Um, If you think about a story of Avengers Campus, it's... This is us being invited to the Avengers to essentially join the, the big leagues and become a hero. Um, basically, it's the Spider-Man arc. He's a young hero yeah. who has an everyday life. He has he knows uh, the struggles with school and with dating and holding down an internship. And he is also a superhero. He's not, you know, sort of well-established. Um, this is the character you want to follow in the footsteps of. So this attraction uses innovative technology that detects movements and gestures. So guests will be able to reach out their hands to sling webs just like spider-man get ready to thwip in real life um next part is uh food and beverage which i'm gonna which i'm gonna skip because we got a whole story talking about it now the encounters it's not going to be avengers campus without some of our mightiest heroes roaming around so in the land we're going to see iron man in a new suit based off his time at web Iron Man showcasing the brand new Mark 80. So obviously this is all going to take place movie wise. Before in game. Before um, other heroes you might see include Black Widow, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Doctor Strange, uh, the Guardians, Black Panther, and Thor. You may even see Loki pop up. And if you're actually looking to train with these heroes, Akoi, the leader of the Dora Milaje, will teach recruits what it's like to be a member of Wakanda's ro- elite royal guard. Just mm. Which is cool. Um, with all these heroes out and about, villains don't stand a chance. However, that's not going to stop Taskmaster from infiltrating Avengers campus. Hmm. That could be fun. Yep. So we're always looking at and how we could take the story that's happening right now and get into the land as soon as possible. When people walk in, the first thing they just heard about or they just watched, uh, Taskmaster fits right into the story we want to tell. So, from there, because the next part is merchandise, which we'll talk again. Uh, so, let's look at, since it was food and beverage first, let's go ahead and start with food and beverage.
0: No, I'm talking about merchandise. Okay. Then we'll go merchandise. Merchandising. We'll go, so merchandise. Where the real money from the movie is made. And let's start. space Spaceballs the flamethrower. The kids love this one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> May the Schwartz be with you. And yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, we have uh, merch because you can't have a Disney land uh, or land within a Disney park without merch. And uh, this is going to be no different uh, when Avengers Campus opens this summer. Uh, Guests are looking to team up with and gear up like a superhero. And Mike, you mentioned uh web a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, this is uh one there are gonna be two merchandise locations, uh Web Suppliers and uh Campus Supply Pod. Now Web is not uh it's not Spider Web. It's not uh, Walt Elias Bisney. Uh it is short for Worldwide Engineering Brigade. So uh, you will be able to purchase Spider-Bots. Uh, you can find things like those Spider-Bots that are seen in uh, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, a uh, Spider-Man action figure that comes with and interacts with two of his own mini Spider-Bots and uh, Funko Pop figurines. you got to have the Funko Pops. Oh. Uh, a take-home kit so aspiring heroes can create their own Spider-Webs. Then you've got the uh, the Campus Supply Pod. That is the place where you power up with official Avengers Campus logo gear, tees, hats, drinkware, and other stuff. It's because, you know, it's kind of like the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they've got the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo slapped on everything. And uh, I'm looking at some of these things now. The uh, the Spider-Bots, Spider-Bots actually look pretty cool. Uh, there are some that look pretty customizable. Uh, it says here that uh, you can snag tactical upgrades that change their appearance and battle capabilities. Uh, tactical upgrades include Black Panther, Iron Man, Black Widow, Ant-Man, the Wasp. Uh, and there's also a Spider-Man backpack where one of these Spider-Bots can ride along on the outside of your backpack. Uh, it's you also it's ha-
1: so funny. That uh, remote looks just like the one Zoe has for, or looks very similar to the one she has for her BB unit from Galaxy's Edge.
0: Uh, there's probably a reason for that, but I don't know. You know I do like these spider They remind me kind of the little Spider-Bots that was in the Spider-Man game for the PlayStation.
1: Which is probably where they got the idea from.
0: And they should be about that same size, actually. Yeah. Okay, they also have stem compound kits. And the picture that I'm looking at, uh, this is cool. They've got like a Rubik's Cube, but for the the, the colored stickers on the, on the faces, they're not just colors, they're chemical compounds. They're chemical elements, I'm sorry. So I thought that's pretty cool. Uh, it says here, using these kits, guests can learn the science behind some of their favorite superheroes as they create webs like Spider-Man. Or Gamma Glow Goo inspired by the Hulk. Mike, wouldn't you love to have some Gamma Glow Goo? Yes. Well, now you can. Okay. All right. You also have uh, web youth apparel and Spider-Man costumes. Uh, They've got, like, just a lot of apparel that's, uh, like, T-shirts and stuff that are themed to Spider-Man. Some of them do look pretty cool. And they do have a Spider-Man costume that looks, uh, this almost looks kind of like Infinity War Spidey. Or at least, um... Was it um that may, uh, to, that, that may be based on the, the actual
1: new costume for Avengers campus?
0: That's possible.
1: Now I could I could get a web t shirt now. It looks like it's been spray like the logo's been spray painted onto a t shirt. Yeah.
0: I, I have access
1: to that now. I may get one.
0: Now they have some interesting like household uh st- branded stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like they have a hat there that just says you know that has the web logo on it and worldwide engineering brigade. Those look cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how they have one this one coffee cup that looks almost like it's a uh, it looks almost like it's a beaker. Yeah, yeah. But they also have they also have shirts for adults and you have like the the one with the Avengers logo on it and some of them almost some of them almost look like almost like Star Trek type uniform tops.
1: It's almost like it's an official training undershirt. Yeah,
0: I could see that. For training suits? Yeah. I I c- I could deal with one of those. Okay. Now, if they had, like, a male version of the one that the mom is wearing in this picture. it's got The picture I'm looking at has got, like, mom and dad and a boy and a girl. And the one that the, the mom is wearing it's quite cool. is, is black. It's black. It almost looks like a jersey. And there's, like, a, a gray band that's running diagonally across her chest. Actually, I think with that's, the eventual... a, I think that's a... a navy blue. Okay. Either one. That's cool. It still looks great. It does. And the ones that the dad... Uh, the dad... dad and the uh, and the boy are wearing is like a diagonal stripe going from the left shoulder down to the to the right hip. And it's got the Avengers A, like, right over the heart kind of thing. Right. Uh, you also have Spider-Man light goggles and web shooters, uh, which – oh, no, this is neat. The light-up goggles feature 17 unique expressions based on Spider-Man, of course. And, of course, the, the web shooters, you know, they, they fit around your wrists, and they figure – they feature authentic lights and sounds. And, of course, you have the Funko Pop vinyl figures – And these are Disney Parks exclusive items, including Spider-Man with the Spider-Bot and Iron Man's Avengers Campus exclusive Mark 80 suit. So I'm kind of hit or miss when it comes to merchandise, just because there's a lot of stuff that it looks cool. Right. But if I bought it, I would never use it or wear it. Right. But some of this stuff I would i would definitely do i mean i okay i admit it i want the beaker inspired coffee cup yeah
1: yeah, yeah i agree with you <laughs> i
0: do i do and i take the hat too but yeah and, well, and i gotta admit there's well, part of me that wants the goggles
1: we'll talk after show
0: <laughs> all right so anyway that's enough tangenting so all right. anyway let's talk about some food that you're gonna get there because you know we like to eat
1: we do so food food glorious food um how about this at the Pim first we're gonna get the Pim test kitchen. Yeah. Which I think is gonna be cool that well one, you have like a full size cell phone for the menu screen outside the building and there's supposed to be like a full size soda <laughs> can.
0: I just now saw that. <laughs> That is perfect. Perfect, um, I think.
1: So in the test kitchen, here are sample here's a sampling of what you'll find inside. A experiment number IP four two quantum pretzel. Feast your eyes on a giant pretzel that has been enlarged by a quantum tunnel and it comes with mustard sauce and beer cheese dipping sauce featuring a you California to get
0: beer cheese thing sauce.
1: Featuring California IPA, sharp cheddar, mozzarella, and a hint of mustard. Sounds like the dipping sauce they have here at uh, Beer Garden? No, or as, at, uh, um, some- at Jacques Lindsay's.
0: Uh, you know, that's actually a really good dipping sauce.
1: Yeah, I love Jacques Lindsay's.
0: Yeah, and that was when, uh, when Mac and I came down for, uh, celebration. Yeah, for Star Wars Celebration back in 2017. We, uh, we got to eat there, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Well, the pretzels are different now.
1: Instead of the flight of pretzels, where it was the stack, uh-huh. it's now uh-huh. one of these giant pretzels. Ah. Which is still a good price for what you're paying, because this is huge. Um, yeah. But I, I would love one of those quantum quantum tunnels. Yeah. Or one of the uh, quantum disk things that they have there. And it looks like they may come in different colors. <laughs> Collect them all. Um, <laughs> Experiment number EE10. A Pim Ini. Pimini. Pimini. Uh, looking yeah. to indulge in a giant panini? Well, you can with the appropriately titled Pimini. A full sandwich is two foot long, nine inches wide, and comes out the end of the quantum tunnel. And it can be ordered <laughs> family style, or it can be done in individual slices as well. Two foot long. <laughs> no way.
0: A two foot long panini.
1: Yeah. Woo dog. It features toasted focaccia, with salami, rosemary, ham, provolone, sun-dried tomato, mayonnaise, and arugula with marinara dipping sauce. There's also a version for Little Avengers, the teeny pimini, which is ham, provolone cheese, and a touch of mayonnaise and focaccia. See, I could go go without the arugula.
0: Oh, well. Yeah, everything else sounds great. You're looking at this picture, and this is an article coming off of marvel.com, and you see, like, the, the stick they have in the slice of the pimini with the With the yellow pepper, the red pepper, and the pickle. Yeah. I kind of like that. But it also looks kind of like the arugula is off to the side anyway, so you wouldn't have to worry about it being on the sandwich. But I
1: also love the grill marks, which looks like the the pim Pim Parkle logo or diagram. Uh, To continue on, experiment. EE-746, the PB3 Superb Sandwich. You're going PB3? The PB3 Superb Sandwich features peanut butter, banana, smoked bacon, and strawberry jelly. With a banana smoothie shot and vegetable-dusted potato bites, a.k.a. tater tots.
0: I don't know how I feel about bacon on my peanut butter banana and jelly sandwich. I think Elvis may approve. Uh, you know Elvis probably would. <laughs> and I mean I-, I love me a good peanut butter jelly and banana sandwich. Right. I right. used to I used to eat those up like left right and center as a kid. And I would mash it all up together so it's like one one big paste and just slather it on the bread. I don't know about bacon,
1: though. Um, I wouldn't mind the kids' version of this as well. It's a deconstructed version, which includes peanut butter served in a petri dish,
0: <laughs>
1: strawberry jelly, a little paddle to spread it, and two slices of Pim bread, fruit, and Dasani water or low fat milk. I just want the petri dish. I- <laughs>
0: I love that it's a Petri dish, man. I'm telling you.
1: Uh, Up next, experiment EE90, not so little chicken sandwich. What happens when you shriek a bun but but grow a chicken breast? That's the not so little chicken sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> with a fried chicken breast on top to a teriyaki and red chili sauces. Ooh. Pickled cabbage slaw. Okay. Do without. Uh, crispy, yeah. crispy, crispy vegetable, dusted potato bites. See, Hashtag tot. tot I, I kind of, that's got my curiosity. Um, But it looks like this is a huge chicken, fried chicken breast on Hawaiian rolls.
0: It's almost, I mean, it looks to me like somebody took five chicken tenders, arranged them together so they look like a starfish, and welded them together.
1: Yeah. Well, it could be a regular chicken fried chicken breast that's been beaten out, but put on- That's been
0: butterflied out, yeah.
1: Yeah, but put on- I can see that. Put on a slider bun
0: instead of a normal bun. Yeah. I mean, that's totally what it is. A slider bun without a slider
1: meat. Which, it looks good. For me, I would go for it because I wouldn't want that much bread anyway at this stage in the game.
0: Well, it's. Well, aside from the breading on the fried chicken patty, it's it's a little bit carb-friendly.
1: Yeah. Sure. Uh, there's also a shrunken chicken sandwich, the subatomic for kids. It doesn't have any sauce on it, leaving kids to customize it the way they want at the condiment station. Okay. Uh, here's another one that I may be going for. I would potentially go for. Experiment number EE45. Impossible Spoonful. Those l- looking for a plant-based option, the Impossible Spoonful features large and micro-plant-based Impossible meat. Balls served in a super size, with a served in a supersized spoon with a tiny fork <laughs> and two different sizes of pasta. There will be an option for kids too where the sauce will be on the milder side. This actually looks entertaining.
0: Like, I love what they're doing with the with the
1: sizes. Yeah.
0: I mean, granted, when they say it's a giant spoon, it's really like a skillet with a long handle. Yeah. How many of those um, are going to not get returned? Uh, I would say just about all of them. So...
1: Uh, adjacent to the PIM test kitchen is the Tasting Lab. An oversized beer can signals that grown-up beverages are available at the Tasting Lab. Guests may order a craft beer ranging from a blood orange, pepperweizen, to an amber lager. Those poured from a reverse draft system. Those are poured from a reverse draft system here, thanks to the food scientists. Glass fills from the bottom up. They they have them at most baseball games now. Okay. They're, they're called speed taps. Okay. So it's a special glass, usually. You place it down, and it fills from the bottom up. Okay. Um, it's actually pretty cool. YouTube speed uh, beer speed taps. Okay. Yeah, you'll see it. I will some. Uh, those thirsting for a beer cocktail will have choose, uh, four to choose from, along with bite sized snacks. There are also beer flights available, along with souvenir Pim Beaker cups. Just give me the cup.
0: I love these beakers, man. I'm telling you. Yeah.
1: So, experiment, molecular meltdown, honey buzz, and particle fizz. Experiment is Patreon, a Patron silver tequila, lime juice, habanero. (laughs) Patreon
0: silver tequila?
1: That too. You got to pay for it. Um, Yeah. Lime juice. Well, you will be paying for it. Uh, Lime juice, habanero, mango syrup, garnished with a mango-flavored popping pearls. Okay. Molecular meltdown, garbage-brewing marshmallow milk stout with vanilla Ice cream and topped with mini marshmallows. Honey Buzz, Plymouth Gin, Lemon Juice, Honey Premium Syrup, Elysian, Space Dust, I uh, IPA, and Honey Edible Straw, and Particle Fizz, Endless Summer, Hard Seltzer with cherry-flavored pearls. Okay. That is the flight. Then you have the regulator. It is uh, Patron Silver Tequila, Lime Juice, Habanero Mango Syrup, Golden Road Mango Cartwheel Ale, garnished with mango-flavored popping pearls.
0: Okay, that's not
1: bad. Uh, for, you have snack molecules. To complement to compliment any beverage selection, guests can also nosh in these snack molecules featuring pop sorghum with mini pretzels and honey-rusted peanuts. Uh, then you have a Proton PB&J Punch and Pingo Dolce. A kid-friendly Proton PB&J features Oduela lemonade with flavors of strawberry and peanut butter. While the Pingo Dolce, the distinctly green beverage from Avengers Lore, is a park-exclusive beverage featuring the flavors of lime, vanilla, and maybe some gamma radiation. This is the drink... That we see in uh, the Incredible Hulk. That's made with the gamma gamma liquid.
0: Oh, uh, okay, okay.
1: Um, then you have Shawarma Palace. After the Battle of New York, Avengers fell in love with shawarma, so it only makes sense that there'd be a shawarma cart at Avengers Campus. The cart will feature two items, New York's tastiest, which is a classic shawarma spiced chicken with garlic sauce, a warm wrap, and dipping sauce fe- f- featuring tahini, le- lemon, garlic, and pickled vegetables. There's also the impossible victory falafel, which I feel awful. It's not the virus, though, but it's not the virus, uh, which features falafel, Kamakala Lamata Mata, olives, mint, garlic sauce, hummus, crispy cauliflower, and a tofu dipping sauce. Then we have Terran Treats. Uh, Tanlier Tiven, also known as The Collector, is always, looking, Tvon. Tvon, sorry, is always looking for ways to lure more guests towards his towering building of collections. So what are guests constantly searching out? Sweet Treats. Located over by Guardians, here's what you'll find at Fine Being Served. Sweet Spiral Rations. Why not just have a chur- why just have a churro when you can have a churro from the collector? The sweet spiral ration churros include unique rotating flavors and colors. And then you have the Cosmic Cream Orb. For a handheld snack on the go, try the Cosmic Cream Orb, which is a crispy cream puff with whipped raspberry cheesecake mousse. And while you see it in purple hue here, it may not always be that color. Ooh. <laughs> mm. But that still looks good. So, I'm kind of hoping these two items we may see over at uh, the Guardians coaster here. Would
0: be nice, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, it would. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, I don't know. I wonder if we could get the Ant Man stuff here, or at least these drinks, maybe.
0: I'm sure you could get some version of them.
1: I don't see why we couldn't do the Pingo Doce, unless it's too close, or unless it's still that there violates the uh,
0: theme park rights. That's yeah. that's possible. I see a lot of these drinks. Yeah, you just call up something different. Say maybe give them a Star Warsy name, and boom, there they are at Galaxy's Edge. Why not give them a, a uh, Guardians
1: type vibe? Well, you can do that too. Instead of Pingo Doce, it's nowhere. It's nowhere blast. Yeah, something like that. So, um, I guess
0: on to the next story. Which would be uh, earlier on you talked about the the new Spider Man attraction yep. that's uh, be there at the Avengers campus. Uh, Web Slingers, a Spider Man Adventure. And uh, this also is coming from Marvel.com. Says, uh, the truth is, none of us are ever going to be Spider-Man. That's good because I look absolutely um, horrifying in spandex. Just trust me on that one. Uh, However, that is no longer going to stop us from saving the day like Spider-Man. When Avengers Campus opens at Disney California Adventure Park at the Disneyland Resort, (laughs) this article says July 18th. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe that won't. Uh, this Web Slinger's The Spider-Man Adventure will invite guests to help Peter Parker stop an unfolding crisis at the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, a.k.a. Web. Uh, teaming up with Spider-Man, guests will assist in capturing a bunch of out-of-control spider bots that are wreaking havoc across the campus. <coughs> During the mission, guests will sling webs like Spider-Man and experience what it's like to have superpowers – and keep Peter out of trouble with Mr. Stark. And yes, you read that right. Do you want to shoot webs? Just like Spidey, because now it's a reality. A family-friendly attraction, which does not have a height requirement, is perfect for budding web-slingers as guests work as individuals and as a team to try and capture as many of the loose spider-bots as possible. Using innovative technology, guests will simply be able to launch their hands out as the attraction detects movements and gestures, creating the ability for all of us to thwip like the pros. Uh, We recently got the chance. You hmm? said thwip. I said thwip, and I'll say it again. Thwip, 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 thwip. Uh, We recently got the chance to go behind the scenes of Web Slinger's A Spider-Man Adventure at Avengers Campus. And before you start swinging webs yourself, here's what you need to know about the brand new attraction. And I don't know about you, but I absolutely love L O V E behind the stuff, s- behind the scenes stuff, behind the stuff. Uh, back before it was Avengers Campus, this location used to be a former Stark Industry site. Okay, this is the story of the of the attraction. The building that houses Web Slingers, of Spider-Man adventure, used to be a Stark Automotives facility that has been redressed by some of the brilliant kids at Web. Like Peter Parker, Lunella Lafayette, and Doreen Green, just to name a few. Did you hear that? hmm uh-huh. Squirrel Girl's going to be in this attraction somehow. hmm uh-huh. And Moon Girl. Mm-hmm. It is here at web that these future innovators are trying out their latest inventions. I just thought something We see devil dinosaur. Does it matter? It's not happening
1: here in Florida. Dude, the fact that it's happening, the fact that it's happening is all- great. The fact that it's happening at every other theme park Disney owns is awesome. But here
0: bitter Mike. Oh, a tad. Uh,
1: anyway. No, <laughs> it's only because I can't find a bigger soapbox to stand on.
0: One day, one day, Mike, one day. Peter's invited us all to Web to witness a spider bot demonstration, and it quickly goes awry, as these things are apt to do. The spider bots get stuck in a replication loop, creating even more spider bots. Uh oh. Turning to us to help, Peter recruits us to try and stop the spider bots before they get too out of hand across the campus. Donning 3D glasses, guests then get to test drive another invention, the Web Slinger vehicle, in hopes of stopping the Spider-Bots on an adventure across different locations inside Avengers Campus. This is beginning to sound a little bit like uh, Toy Story Mania to me. Uh, How does Web Slinger's Spider-Man adventure work? The attraction utilizes a brand new innovative gesture detection technology that can identify 60 times movements a second allowing guests to be able to reach their hands out and sling webs from the wrist, just like Spider-Man. Uh, Brent Strong, executive creative director at Walt Disney Imagineering says, quote, at the end of the day, we didn't want it to feel like the ride has superpowers. We wanted it to feel like you had superpowers. There's a lot of technology that went into this ride and we're talking about how it works. But when you sit, just sit down and sling webs, you're the hero, which is really wonderful. Uh, And just looking at the concept art, it almost – I still stand by my – it looks like Toy Story Mania in in basic concept because it's kind of like virtual reality kind of thing or 3D. Right. But it looks like you're riding sideways like in the old Horizons attraction, and uh, that's got my curiosity piqued as well. Uh, like other Disney Parks attractions, Web Slingers will keep a point tally, counting how many Spider-Bots you're able to hit. Uh, Spider-Bots are also worth different points depending on where they are and what they're doing. Uh, Strong continued by saying players are awarded bonus points depending on what state the Spider-Bots are in when you stop them. Uh, When they go to start destroying the environment, like eating things, they start to glow red. When they're about to self-replicate, they start to glow blue. When they get into the collector's crazy alien goo, they become unstable and green. Uh, That's never good. There are even a handful of gold bots that escape the lab with heat shielding on them. Those are worth a lot of points. So pay attention to the colors of the spider bots, but even on top of that... You're not only working towards an individual score, but a team score as well. There'll be a leaderboard of high scores displayed in the land, showcasing team scores for the hour, day, and month. So you're going to want to work together and coordinate a plan to stop these spider bots. Uh, Strong went on to say, quote, It's really important to the collaboration to know what your teammates are doing so you can adjust your strategy accordingly. Additionally, the webs actually allow you to not just splash spider bots, but interact with the environments. You can pull doors off of shipping containers. You can activate conveyor belts. You can grab onto things and move them around. The level of control that you have is amazing. And for those players who are looking to unlock hidden things that you might not find the first time, there are so many fun things to discover along the way. Layers and layers and layers of gameplay for our diehard gamers and layers and layers and layers of fun for comic fans. Just really leaning into all of the details that this world has. Uh, and, of course, it goes on to say that you can own a Spider-Bot too, which, of course, we talked we'll talk about, about earlier. Yep. Yeah. I wish
1: they made a version for Cap. Uh, future future release. Quite possibly. So, um, this sounds cool.
0: Yeah. It, and I, I totally feel you because of that stinking agreement from back in the days when Marvel was, like, on hard times and had to sell off a lot of their movie rights and also park rights. Yep. Yeah. I said it at the time that Disney acquired Marvel. There will come a time when, to 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 use a bad phrase, when the milk gets soured to the point where Universal just basically says, "All right, we're done." I don't know that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I honestly thought it would have happened by now. I mean, it's been eleven. It's been eleven years since the acquisition. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Well. How
1: about this exclusive announcement from Marvel Comics themselves? These are com- new comics coming in June of 2020. Uh, one Darkhold number one. I don't think it's as they have it set Darkhold Afra. It's Darkhold. Darkhold number mm-hmm. one, written by Steve Orlando with art by Cian Tormi and cover by Greg Smallwood. Um. Basically, for hundreds of years, scholars and heroes alike have searched for the complex text of the Darkhold, a.k.a. Book of the Damned, written by the elder god Chithon, or Chithon, however you want to pronounce it. Thon. Um now one of the greatest sorcerers in the multiverse has found it, and Chthon has found them. To save them all, the Scarlet Witch must gather the world's greatest heroes and unleash their inner darkness. And we have Doom on the cover.
0: Well, of course.
1: Uh, Marvel Snapshots, Captain Marvel number one, written by Mark Wade with art by Cole- Colleen Doran. And covered by Alex Ross. Um, it's a team of heroes as they fight a stirring battle for the safety of the planet. A young woman struggles with desperation and despair, trying to cope in the modern world, but that's only in the beginning. Featuring Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and a few other surprises. Kurt Busick invites superstar creators Mark Waid and Colleen Doran to tell a tale of inspiration within inspiration. So uh, then we have Marvel Snapshots Civil War number one. And if I didn't know any better. I would say that was Quake on the cover, but it's not. But it's the old school S.H.I.E.L.D. uniform. Oh, I like that. I want it without the Marvel snapshots. That would make an awesome poster. Shield wants you, or as we could do it, mighty Marvel geeks wants you. There you go. Um, in the heart of the Civil War event, a human. Wait a minute, but isn't that
0: um? Ah, good Lord, I can't think Maria of her Hill.
1: name. Yes. Could be. I think that's Maria Hill on there. Um, A human story unfolds. A S.H.I.E.L.D. agent doing his best to do the job with honor. But is that even possible? A young, low-level superhero trying to to help his neighbors, but that's not even legal anymore. The two come together in a story that tests their commitment, ideals, and hopes and dreams. Featuring Captain America, Giant Man, Maria Hill, and more. Yes, Maria Hill. Uh, See, there you go. Juggernaut, number two. Uh, Runaways, number 34, which apparently features. Uh, Wolverine.
0: Wolverine. Um, and that's it. I, I do like the idea of Juggernaut versus the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, and let's see. It hasn't been too long ago that Juggernaut was part of Excalibur. <laughs> True. And I will still never forget Excalibur number three. Right. And, and and yes, I just went full comic book geeks like, well, in this episode, in this issue, number three, this happened. It it's actually one of the very it's obviously uh, Excalibur was a brand new series it was like volume one issue number three where Vixen breaks Juggernaut out of prison and Captain Britain shows up and is just trying to you know trying to keep him occupied keep him from leaving. Until Phoenix drops in, looks him dead in the eye with an evil, evil grin and says, Hi, I'm Phoenix. Guess what I do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think. Scary. Therefore, you are. Scary. Um. Here are the picks of the week. That's what I thought. There you go. Well, I'm going to go first since I got the MU pick. Uh, we're doing eight books this week, not nine, uh, only because Kylan's not here. Um. My first pick is Outlawed, number one. Exploding from the pages of Incoming in the wake of a devastating 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 tragedy, the U.S. passes a law that will shake the Marvel Universe to its core. The world has had enough of teen heroes. The crackdown has begun, and the lives of Marvel's next generation will never be the same again. Eve L. Ewing and Kim Jacinto launch a new era in this game-changing event, one-shot, that will send shockwaves across the Marvel Universe. You won't Mm -hmm. want to miss this one.
0: A, it's the key Watchman.
1: I am seriously thinking about getting this one. If it's a go. one, if it's a one shot, this would be worth picking up. Well, there you have it. So, your first pick of the week.
0: My first pick of the week is um, just one issue shy of being a one shot. It is twenty twenty Machine Man number two of two. By Christos Gage, Andy McDonald, Nick Roche, Tom DeFalco, former guest on Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Mike Hawthorne. Machine Man is fighting to save his true love, but will he be able to defeat himself? Outdated and overpowered, Machine Man goes head-to-head with the updated X-52 model. Will Machine Man be able to overcome, or will he find himself paved over in the name of progress? Plus, part two of a backup story by legendary Machine Man writer Tom DeFalco and artist Mike Hawthorne.
1: Okay, well, my second pick of the week comes from Sean McGuire, Igarara, and and Takeshi Misa-Azwa. Uh, school, Ghost Spider number eight. Rock and roll dreams come true. It's all in the eyes... It's all eyes on the Mary Janes, as Gwen takes the band on a ripping... on a rip-roaring multiversal concert tour. Not all those eyes belong to Starstruck fans. There's something symbiotic and sinister stirring in the prime universe, and Gwinnem may have a part to
0: play. Dun-dun-dun. So... Second pick. My second pick of the week is a number three. It is Marvel's X number three of six by Alex Ross, Welby and Jim Kruger. There's something hunting the last boy on earth, something that doesn't want him to be the cure and restoration of humanity. And no matter what Spider-Man or Daredevil or even Dr. Strange do to try to protect him, they can't save him from an entire world of monsters. Jim Ross, Alex Ross, Jim Krueger, and Welby continue this fantastic prequel to the Earth-X trilogy.
1: Okay, uh, my number three pick uh, is Marvel Avengers Captain America number one. Captain America battles Batroc in this new prequel to the upcoming video game Marvel's Avengers. Since World War II, Steve Rogers has fought for the side of good as Captain America. As one of his last friends from the war is laid to rest, cap must contend with the mysterious robbery of high-tech weapon of a high-tech weapons company. but what is Batrock the leaper planning? how will this technology change the future of the Avengers? The journey to Marvel Avengers continues with a mystery and an adventure that sets the groundwork for inciting an incident in the upcoming video
0: game. Well, Hellokidoki. Well, my number three pick of the week. Oh, it is a number three. It's another number three. and It is Guardians of the Galaxy number three by Al Ewing, Juan Cabal, Ivan Sharvin, and more. The Guardians save the galaxy at great and terrible cost. And now they have to break the news to the Guardians. Four artists tell three stories of two bonds broken, one born again, and the birth of the West Spiral Arm Guardians. And I'm going to just just own up to this. The main reason that I picked this issue is because it has on the cover... A character that looks like Jackson from the old Star Wars comics, uh, crossbred with Stitch from yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. yeah, I saw that, too.
1: Uh, my final pick of the week is Star Wars number 4, written by Charles Soule, uh, art by Jesus Saiz, and R.B. Silva. Catastrophe in the clouds. Luke Skywalker, Lando Calrissian, and Leia Organa have returned to Cloud City. They each left things on Bespin that they need desperately. A weapon, a friend, and a crucial and crucial information. The city is swarming with imperials under occupation by an imperial by an empire desperate to steal its resources. Things did not go well for the trio the last time they visited this place. This time might be even worse. And I can't can't wait to read the book to see who's, in fro- who's frozen in carbonite this
0: time. Mm-hmm. Well, I could tell you there's nobody frozen in carbonite in my fourth and final pick of the week. It is Conan the Barbarian number 14 by Jim Zub, Rohe, Antonia, and E.M. Gist. Gist. Uh, The deadly trap is sprung as Into the Crucible continues. Conan, equipped with only his strength and wits, must survive the deadly traps of the Great Crucible. With a cadre of contestants against him and only a local boy named Delian to translate, can anyone or anything be trusted. Who is really playing who? Well,
1: I have the MU pick for this week. So you do, and uh, I have chosen, kind of keeping with the theme about what we talked about earlier. New Mutants number ninety-eight from the very first run, introducing for the first time the Mark with a Mouth, the extra lethal Deadpool. Plus, this issue contains the first appearance of Domino. Not only this was right. Not only first. this was app- right. go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Also, first appearance of Gideon and Copycat, who is actually impersonating Dom.
0: OK, this is a, almost about the time where the new mutants run ended and X-Force started.
1: Yes. Two more episodes, or two more episodes, two more issues of this. Yeah, because it ended with one hundred. Stopped at one hundred. Okay. Uh, and it's part of the beginning of the end story arc.
0: Okay, because I think I think I still have number one hundred somewhere. So that is the pick.
1: Uh, any final thoughts? Not off the top of my head, no. Okay. I don't have anything either. So that could only mean um, one thing. Thursday. Free ice cream? I wish. Thursday, if you would, please. I know it's Saturday, but your Thursday, if you would.
0: All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else?
1: No, Just time to go dark.
0: I'm not a schwaffel.